Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Welcome to another edition of Words Down Your Way, which is an occasional offshoot that we do where we talk to people who are about to go on tour, you know, about memories of uh, of gigs that they've seen and they've played. And uh, on this occasion, come on down, the great Sid Griffin from The Long Riders. Sid, it's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see you guys. This is going to be a lot of fun, I can tell. Fantastic. And you're, you're, the Long Riders are about to go on tour in the UK quite shortly. But we usually start by just asking people about, about memories of first shows that they ever saw. I mean, can, can you remember anything particularly significant that uh, you will remember, Sid? I know you, you will. will. Go the, on. The, the first one was very bittersweet. Dick Clark, the, the American uh, promote, TV promoter, and he had American Bandstand. Yeah, yeah. Had some offshoot shows. You know, in the States, as soon as your show gets big, you, you, you have uh, uh, cheers whatever they offshoot to Frazier or whatever and so on and so forth uh, he had a, a series of offshoot shows and they had the Dave Clark Five Herman's Hermits and some local bands playing on the steamboat the Bell of Louisville which goes up yeah. the Ohio River it's an authentic steamboat and I was taken to it and it sold out so I couldn't get on so I could hear and see the steamboat going up river and the Dave Clark five were the first no they weren't Herman was the first one on because he was yeah. smaller at the time and I could hear Herman can't you hear my heartbeat echoing on the Ohio River as I watched them go up the Ohio River and I was just bereft and I couldn't go my cousins and how my, old would you be uh 10 or 11. And, Fantastic. and I couldn't go for whatever reason. And maybe I was, it was an age thing, but I doubt it. And he was filming. He filmed the show. So, because he filmed in various locations right yeah. to draw the public in, as opposed to always being from Los Angeles or wherever he was at that time. And then, then the, the, uh, the first local bands, a lot of local bands in the high school gym, the archetypal American experience that no one's ever heard of, but a lot of fun in the local high school gym, the local YMCA gym. And the first legitimate gig I got in was uh, Carol King, who, believe it or not, at the time was a nobody, had a band with her boyfriend, Charlie, oh my God, called dude. The City. The City. They opened up for 
their second band of the bill was medium famous. And then, then James Taylor was the headliner. And this was wow. 14th, 1970, I think it was. And he had the Apple album out and the first Sweet Baby James is the first one in Warner Brothers. So that's the first legitimate gig I actually got inside. Oh, that's pretty good. That's that's yeah. really impressive. It's incredible. <laughs> and what's weird is the city didn't... Uh, I knew Carol King was. I was already a, 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 an obnoxious inventor and holier-than-thou record collector. The city, with her boyfriend, Charlie... I can't remember his last name. Larky. Larky, yes. Yeah. And there was like two other people in the band. They didn't rely on Carol King as the, the big gun. She was one of the band, which to me is yes, insane. Yes. Yeah. insane. <laughs> I don't yes, think absolutely. the first album, which was called Ryder, was out yet. And I sure as heck know that the second one, Tapestry, wasn't out yet. And you look back, and I thought they did do three or four Carol King songs that we know and love. But you would think, just here's Carol King. She's going to sing her own songs. We're away. Well, it, it, but the amazing thing is, I mean, when she toured Britain in... 71, she yeah. played piano in James Taylor's band. That was really? The, oh, yes. Back him up. Yes. And I think she came out and did a couple of her own. And that was the amazing thing about it. she gave him You've Got a Friend, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. He put it out first, which is just absolutely really broke him in America. He was bubbling under with hundreds of thousands of sales and maybe he went gold, but that put him into the platinum league where he's resided for the next two decades. So can you remember the first time you were on stage? Yes, very well. Indeed. Uh, We had a band that uh, my friend Hayes Miller, who uh, I, after not seeing for 35 years, landed at Heathrow Looked in the uh, timeout and it said Sid Griffin, blah, 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 playing bluegrass at the, the borderline. He thought it's got to be the same guy. So we've now, after maybe 40 years, have, have reunited. Hayes Miller had a barbecue in his backyard in 72 in, in Kentucky. And the then uh, uh, 16-year-old Sid Griffin's band played. And it was our first public appearance. We got a hundred of dollars, which is the kind of thing you, you won't ever forget because that was substantial. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, my God. I think I think with the uh, if you if you do the uh, you can go online. There's a uh, app that does the the whatever your fee was then yeah, yeah, yeah. here it puts it in today's yeah, yeah. dollars. And I think that's something like six hundred dollars today. Yeah. And my friends have teased me about it ever since because they claim I wore a red dress because the the the. <laughs> The glitter thing was happening, all this stuff. And what it actually was, was a, uh, a, a red uh, negligee or ladies' nightshirt. Was the, the whole glitter New York dolls, feminist uh, gender bending was happening. And that was my pitch. That's, can you remember what you played, though? Were these Sid Griffin self-penned classics or were they uh, I, I, glam uh, standards? <laughs> Hold, hold on, this is standing over there, plastic cup. This I wrote this standing over there, plastic cup in a hand. You see your last summer's girlfriend with this summer's tan. I wrote that. And what That's was it called? Great. What was it called? <laughs> and then we played one of mine that was an instrumental. Get ready, boys, ladies and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Foxhound Blues, the worst mm-hmm. instrumental ever. And I can't remember the first song which had lyrics went. I remember singing that. That was part of it. I remember the Foxhound Blues. And then the rest was a mixture of, uh, we played All Along the Watchtower. We played Gloria. Uh, we played uh, Till the End of the Day. We played a Paul Revere and the Raiders song called Just Like Me, which is four chords over and over and over. And it got yeah. up and dancing. I mean, you don't laugh. No. And I'd have to think about the rest of the set. But, yeah. 
Well, that sounds that sounds. Mr. Good. Spaceman, we played Mr. Spaceman. Ooh, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. Um, so, um, tell us about the Long Riders tour. Well, we're, we we uh, uh, when Tom Stevens died two years ago yesterday, our bass player since Christmas 1983, we had a long look in the mirror, and we decided we'd try and record again and crack on. And we made an album last summer in Poway, California, north of uh, San Diego with Ed Stasium, the Ramones guy and Phil Spector's main engineer in the 70s and 80s. And it's a really good record. We're going to we we're going to support it in uh, May, June in Europe. And then in the middle of the summer, we're going to do two or three weeks in North America. Then in September and October, we're going to do about three more weeks in Europe to get some of the territories, as we call countries, <laughs> yes. territories. And so uh, we've got nine or 10 weeks of touring already with some festivals being dotted in. So it's, it's all very exciting. Um, so, so you're a, I, I'm going to put this, you're a, a bunch of gentlemen uh, of a certain age. You're not kids anymore. No, How sir. How do you approach this? Do you think, whoopee, this is fun? This yes, is- because the yeah. pressure's off. <laughs> the pressure's completely off. That Tom Petty said every rock band or every, you know, I think musical ensemble is what he said, jockeys for position. The inter- the, inter- the band members are always, you know, who's doing this? Whose songs are here? Can I sing? And that's over. That is over. In fact, my peer group, I'll say that. That's over. We're, we're now, we've done what we've done. Uh, I, I should have... You know, we got an Americana Award last year. We're in the uh, Rock of the Country Music Hall of Fame right now in Tennessee. We've done what we've done. We're acknowledged as being who the Long Riders are. Jess, are you barking an enthusiastic affirmation? <laughs> what we let out of the cage? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so it's just, it's, we've done what we've done. People in the know know who we are. I'd love to take it to the next level, as they say in sport. Right. Who knows if we will? Who knows? But it's, it's, it's so much fun now. I see all the guys. And one other thing I want to interject is it's uh, Carl Wilson once said, when the Beach Boys go on the road and it's going well, it's almost like they're standing still and people come to them. And I'd say every third night, some old friend shows up somewhere in right, the world. Yes, the oh, it must be lovely. Yes. 
I mean, in Hong Kong, <laughs> guy shows up named George. I haven't seen in eons. Hong Kong. <laughs> what? I've got to ask you about, you mentioned that there's an old mate of yours arrived at Heathrow and saw you in, you know, that you're doing your bluegrass sessions. You post pictures on Twitter or wherever of your bluegrass sessions, and they do look very inviting. Tell us about that. That's in, just in a pub, isn't it, in North yeah. London? It's the, the main, there's bluegrass sessions all over UK and Europe, duh. But there's the key one in London, and there's one... Uh, Sunday night at the Lamb on Holloway Road. There's uh, one in, uh, oh, God, Pimlico on, I think, Saturday afternoon. I like the one Tuesday night at the Landseer Pub on Landseer, what I would call the border of Holloway where it, where it meets Archway. And that's the Landseer uh, Arms, I think it is. I just call it the Landseer. And it's on, funny enough, Landseer. And it starts at 7. I usually get there on 8. And there's some real. The reason I go there is it's convenient to my house, but there's some really good players there. So and is this an open mic thing where people just yeah. stand up and play? Well, you just know you just they all sit around the table with a pint, and you know people yeah. got banjos and guitars and whatever. It looks it looks so good. So like old time, yeah, that's brilliant. Very Greenwich Village, 1961. There's not, there's not a stage, is there, Sid? No. I mean, people are listening. I, I, I David, I don't. I, the people are listening. There's people all around that are listening, and and at the end of not every single song, but some songs, people applaud uproariously, and sometimes we go off at an eight minute instrumental that just gets a bit Jerry Garcia meets David Brisbane <laughs> Fantastic. records, and and it, it ends, and you can hear people shuffling their pint and ordering crisps, and but yeah, it's 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 Tuesday night, it's heavenly, and mostly Brits, mostly Brits, I think. Myself, said Thoreau's, and there's a guy named Tom from Davis, California, on flat picking. Yeah, and the rest of the mob is is is, is British. That's fantastic. So, long, back to the Long Riders tour. I mean, what are you going to be playing? What are you going to be doing? Well, we, we we're going to do some songs off the last album, Psychedelic Country Soul, and then we're going to do some obviously off the new album, September November, and then you have to do things like I Had a Dream and Final Wild Sun and Looking for Lewis and Clark. Uh, you know, there are horrific floods in, in eastern Kentucky earlier this year, and I just got a clip from last Thursday night in Louisville, Kentucky, my hometown, birthplace of Muhammad Ali, folks, and they the next to the last song of the evening, and this is with local bands, Cage the Elephant, My Morning Jacket, the Kentucky Headhunters, Joan Osborne, who sang, If God Was One of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was going to go. She's from Anchorage, which is a Louisville suburb shall we say and uh i don't think she showed up but she was on the bill couldn't get there from new york and they ended with looking for lewis and clark so i was really really blessed this this past week as you can imagine because this greg martin of the kentucky hunters and, and various guys uh i can't remember if uh will oldham was there i've known will oldham since he was a kid but, I mean, they all did Looking for Lewis and Clark, so uh, that that has to be done in any Long Riders performance. Is that a song particularly associated with Kentucky, apart from Long Riders? Well, Lewis and Clark started their exhibition in Louisville. They put oh, the, they did. The, okay, right. The water to go west to go all the way to the Pacific Ocean. They literally put them in the water. You can go see where they did it. Right. Tell them a story. Yeah, yeah, story. yeah, yeah. So the greatest show you ever saw, Sid? Most impressive live performance? I tell people these things and their faces sort of fall. I, I find over here in Europe, they want me to say some hip, obscure indie band. <laughs> the most consistent live band I ever saw, and I saw them 40 times, 
was Peter Case's band, The Plimsolls, who are a power oh, pop. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw, I think the second greatest gig or third greatest, let's do it this way, third greatest, Sam and Dave. All right. All right. Okay. Tear it up. Uh, second greatest was, was, uh, 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 Big Joe Turner, backed by the Lee. Oh Alvin my Orchestra. goodness me! Ba- backed and by the who? Backed by the Lee. The Lee, Lee Allen was the uh, uh, sax, oh, sax player, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. King of him and Herb Hardesty ru- ruled New Orleans up till yeah. the Beatles broke, and he was playing with uh, Big Joe Turner. And he had a couple of the Blasters in the band, and and a lot of uh, old, uh, uh, crusty African American faces that I couldn't recognize. And that was the second greatest gig I'd ever seen. God, and, that would have been amazing. I mean, yeah. it's really, it really was. Uh, and it was no sort of, it was the role of yeah. rock and roll. It wasn't the rock part. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. yeah. They, I think it was a, don't, I think it was a 16 piece band and like 11 horns. Oh, wow. It was like, you know, the horns aren't mic'd. I don't know if a lot of young people know this. The horns, you don't have to mic 11 horns because no. they, cut through yeah oh whoa and then the very 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 greatest was i had front row center seats for the first time the everly brothers reunited and played los angeles oh front row center at the greek and i put my feet up on the stage (laughs) by the monitor i was so close that's how close i was and at one point uh, you know, Don Everly did all the talking. I could see Phil always wanted to speak, and Don always spoke. And I felt like saying, "No wonder you guys don't get along." Let Phil say something into the microphone. You could see it. Yeah. At one point, Don said, "You know, we're from Kentucky," and I was so close without thinking. I went, "I am too," and Don stopped and looked over the monitor and went, "Really?" And I thought we're going to have a conversation in the middle of the show. And I went, oh. And uh, they were terrific. And I, I told, you know, people want me to say, you know, I saw the Hopelessly Obscure and they later went on to form Nirvana and they later went on to, you yeah, know. Yeah. No, I, I, those are my, my three. And the, the those are great. Exquisite. You know, Albert Lee and all that crowd backing them up. And the harmonies were just beautiful. And it was a lovely, balmy, warm L.A. night with a slight breeze through the trees. My favorite gig, the Everly Brothers. Fantastic. That's terrific, Sid. It's been lovely to talk to you. And we're able to say at this particular juncture, good luck with the tour. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.